Let's have a debate. Is it time to eliminate the corner three-pointer? I say it is. I think it's time to change the game, and I'll tell you why right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and James, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you pretty soon for you uh, every day, Monday through Friday, starting next week. We're back to the Monday through Friday grind next week, even though the season is still a few weeks away. Media day is still, I think, three weeks away now, um, as opposed to a couple of weeks away, which would normally be, but the World Cup has thrown us all off schedule, but I'm here for you today i'm here for you on friday and then monday through friday next week so you uh better subscribe so you can get this show dropped directly to your device or you can watch the show on youtube hop into the comment section i'm john corrales i used to play a long long time ago now i'm here covering the boston celtics for boston sports journal and today we're having a, a little bit of a conversation a piece i wrote for boston sports journal saying it's time to eliminate the corner three we brought up the subject before here i think it's time to change the game. And I figured this would be a great time to bring noted shooter Tom Westerholm in to discuss changing the game. First, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Tom. You are a shooter. I am, and I'm happy to be on the Locked On Celtics podcast to discuss um, making it illegal to play back to the basket basketball. Yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's what we're doing, right? That's this is this is an insult. Continue with your case. This is an insult, huh? <laughs> the corner three pointer is throwing the entire game off, and I think shooting. Still valuable, obviously. You got to be able to hit from all, all places on the floor. I'm not eliminating the three pointer. I just want it to be 23 feet nine inches, and instead of 22 feet. If you're gonna have a line and say, "Hey, this is a special line," if you shoot shots and hit shots from behind this line, we give you 50 percent more points. That makes that that is so powerful that it has transformed this game. In, a, like I want to say countless ways, but a number of ways, yeah. significant number of ways. If you're going to create a scenario where there's this special line for all these extra points, why are you cheapening it with this 22-foot line when the NBA in the 90s said, hey, let's just make the whole thing 22 feet? And... The shooting was so ridiculous that they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nope, can't do that. Let's go back to the 23-9. So if they were, if they admit 22 feet is ridiculous to have people like shooting the three-point, why did he why did you keep it on the corners? Just I say 
keep it 23-9. I'm not trying to move it back. I'm not trying to change anything other than it's just 23-9. So what your initial reaction to that thought? So my initial reaction is kind of, um, I, I would say it's kind of related. Like, so one of the things that I've, I, I, I see people complaining sometimes about, um, you know, the NBA game and, and like, you know, oh, it's like, it's, it's so pick and roll heavy and, and all this stuff. And I, I don't agree with any of those takes. I, I, I think I love the way the game plays right now. Like, I think there's this really, uh, comfortable, interesting flow to it where you can, you can kind of, you, you can kind of predict how things are going to look on most possessions, right? Mm -hmm. For a lot of teams, you can kind of see, you know, there's a, um, there's a certain like 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 a current to every NBA offense that that just kind of runs and and I I think it's very pleasant to watch you know and, and the current is different with different teams right you know you got the you get you get you get like a team like the Nuggets and and you got like you know a big man and, and things are kind of circling all around him and it's like he's the big tree in the middle of this river just kind of letting the you know letting the eddies run around him and everything <laughs> um, you know you got other you know other teams where there's uh, you know, a real talented guard who's, who's running pick and rolls. And often those guys are shooting threes, you know, and, and warping defenses that way, you know, the Celtics have their own thing. And so I, we've, we've talked about the case to eliminate the, or to, to, yeah, eliminate the corner three before. And I did think it was pretty smart. Um, so I, I, I want you to continue with my caveat that I like the way the NBA game looks right now. And I kind of think it should continue. So, okay, it. I like the way it looks. I I do. <clears throat> excuse me. Acknowledge that as it's currently constituted, it's 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 not so bad. The problem is is the trend and where the line is going. And I think Joe Missoula is kind of at the forefront of this because I remember him looking me directly in the face and saying, three point attempt rate." is the most important stat in, in, in the NBA. And I'm like, that, that says a lot for, for Joe, regardless of how much time he had to set up and how much, when he got thrown into the thing, he still believes the three point attempt rate is the most important uh, stat in the league. So 19.6% of all NBA jump shots are corner three-pointers. So you think about where all the jump shots can go. Almost 20% of all of those are corner three-pointers, and 10% of all shots overall are corner three-pointers. They are, everything is so geared towards the corner three that the points per possession for a good corner three-point shooter versus the average layup attempt it's 1.5 or better points per possession on like the, the top three-point shooters in the corner. The average NBA layup is 1.17 points per possession. So it's not even close. This is why we're seeing so many more players passing out of layups because as soon as you feel like there might be a contest, all these players are being taught now, Tom, contested layups are worse shots than open corner three-pointers. So if you're going up for a layup and you're being contested, kick it to the corner. And I just stylistically, just one of my main arguments is 
stylistically. I cannot accept an NBA where you're being coached to pass out of layup attempts because guys are sitting there going, they're going up and they're wide open and they just kind of get a glimmer of somebody coming at them. And it's like, oh, nope, got to get it to the corner. And I, that, that to me, it, I've seen it happen more often. And we just cannot live in a world where passing out of a layup is a smart move. Why not? I guess my would be my only question to that. Like because layups lead to fouls, lead to easy points. Like you're you're not just passing to a guy in you know it's like oh let's let let me see style like aesthetically speaking. Watching watching guys take like watching a game where it's like. 50 or 63 pointers because we're going to get to 63 pointers. Like, I, I don't know how many times that's ever happened, but it, that that's going to become like the norm, right? I don't know about the norm, but there, yeah, more we'll, we'll see it. We'll see more it. Yeah. We'll see it. We'll see yeah. it happen. And it won't be like, Oh God, they took, it'll be like, Oh, this is a 63 pointer game. Um, if you're going up for a layup and it's, it's lightly contested, like you got to be able to finish through the contact. What? Being able to get to the rim, finish, draw the foul, get the three points from from the free throw line, get that team closer to the bonus, and and it, like I just feel like that is a better brand of basketball than getting to the getting to the rim, getting like within the restricted area, and at the 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 slightest hint of someone coming over. You just got to get it out to a 22 foot shot. It just doesn't make sense to me. I know the math, the math is there, but I think the math is throwing everything out of whack. Let, I know you got a response. I'll let you have your response in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, Jace Medical provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. We've all been in a position, I've been in a position with myself where, or with my wife where it's just been uh, a, a something simple. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, that does not look good. Instead of being in a position where I'm in a, I'm in a spot where it's a Sunday or a weekend and it's, I can't get to my doctor. I got to try to find a walk-in clinic. I can go into a Jace case and get one of these antibiotics that can help me kind of get things under control while I'm waiting for my doctor, the person that I see all the time, while that person can see me and can can treat me. So you can get ongoing care from their physicians on, on, on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created. It's doctor-recommended. Don't get caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Uh, this is this is a, a, a you know we've got storms uh, going crazy. We just watched in New England just flooding and all of that stuff. You don't know when you're going to get caught in a spot where maybe you can't even get out of the house and you need to treat somebody. Maybe something happened and your power goes out and you need to have something. Uh, you, you, you get cut and, and you're stuck and you got nowhere to go. Something like this should be part of your emergency plan. 
And the Jace, and you know, Jace Medical is simple. You go online, you fill out a form, you get the prescription. Life-saving, life-saving medications get right to your door. It's peace of mind. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with the Jace Medical Plus an additional $20 off by using the code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right. So go to J-A-S-E medical.com. You can save more than 360 bucks. Use the code locked on. You get an additional $20 off. It's peace of mind. It's something that uh, you should have as part of your emergency preparedness. Thank you so much for making locked on Celtics your first listen every day. I uh, head on over to Lockdown NBA. I got Lockdown NBA coming up. Uh, I'm recording that after I'm done with Tom Westerholm uh, here. So we'll have much more on the league. We've got uh, a ton of stuff coming up on the show, uh, including Damian Lillard stuff, Draymond Green uh, talking about two more championships for the the uh, the Warriors. And we'll have, we'll have my thoughts on that there. So, uh, but Tom Westerholm has thoughts on my initial case for eliminating the three-pointer uh corner three-pointer uh all right tom but what, what was what were you gonna say before i cut you off uh well when we went to break you, you were talking about um you know layups and, and and uh you know people passing up um i mean you you said lightly contested I, I don't i think a lot of people would still go for a lightly contested layup i think there there may be a bit of a trend developing in, in that you know lighter and lighter contests are getting kicked to the corner. And if that's yes. your concern, um, I mean, you know, like, I, I guess I, I see what you're saying. I don't have a stat that I can. Pick yeah. 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 I just know that being there and watching games and granted it's, it's you a watch lot a lot of hoops. hoops. I watch a lot of hoops. Like I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> the eye test as uh, the, the, the pure marker of, of basketball know-how. Um, yeah. No, I, I think, the thing I would say is, for one thing, I do think that there's going to be a lot of guys who will still try to finish, right? Uh, I think there's a lot of guards who are, you know, like aggressive going to the rim. Or gonna, I mean, like John Morant, I think, is still going to try to finish a lot. Sure. There I are think, those guys, yes. Yeah. And I mean, I think you could, you know, you go through a lot of the stars, right? Like, I think, you know, Donovan Mitchell, you know, I think, I, you go through a lot of guys. I think there are a lot of guys who, when they get to the hoop, will try to finish. And that, you know, kind of um mitigates the the problem if there is one there a little bit i also think like hey that passed the corner that is another you know important skill to have that's another thing that's kind of interesting to watch sometimes to me anyway i do think like you know one of the things that we saw with with tatum right in his development was his ability to attract defenders and then spray it out was really critical for his development it was an interesting thing to watch aesthetically to just kind of see how that little skill that, that, that important, but like that singular skill affected so much of the rest of his game. And I think, you know, as we watch players develop, as we watch players get better, as we watch, um, you know, kind of players evolve within the NBA game, there is, um, something kind of cool to seeing them be able to kick the ball out, be able to, uh, to, to kind of read the defense all, you know, kind of coming together, figure out what the right pass is. And um, I guess, so I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't necessarily agree with the aesthetic argument. I do think that like, there's a lot to be said for that pass. And then, I mean, look at the, at, at their best, right? The Celtics this year at, at, at this past season at their absolute best, that kick to the corner, a lot of times was then a kick above the break, which was then a kick, you know, that, that nice wheel sure. of, of ball movement. 
that's also very aesthetically pleasing. Like I thought that was, you know, some of the best Celtics basketball we've watched over the last couple of years. So yeah, I, I guess at, from, from an aesthetic argument, um, I guess I kind of challenged that a little bit that, that, uh, that the corner three is, is a huge problem um, as like a, a viewership opportunity. So I guess, and, and obviously when you're making this argument, some of some people are going to just say, no, the game's fine. It's fine. And <laughs> yeah. That's more or less my argument. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and no, and I, I am not disagreeing with the game being fine right now. Although I do think it's a little homogenous. I do think every team is trying to accomplish the same goal. Certain teams are doing it better than others. And like a team like Memphis with not as much shooting is going to have to rely on other ways. Like they're, they're the Kings of the floaters. And so like they, they take, they do have a different style of basketball, but by and large, the style of NBA style basketball is smaller lineups, smaller players in general, uh, more of the six, seven, six, eight, six, nine guys, as many of those guys as you can find, uh, on the floor, put them all out there. They can, they all have to shoot. And it's just how many of those guys can you put on the floor at the same time and spread it out, just spread everything out and somebody attacks. And if you collapse, it's a kick. If they don't collapse, it's, you know, a, maybe a layup attempt and it's the same. It's just the same. And I feel like the value of this corner three is so, so, so high. First of all, that it's just out of whack. There's there's no reason for that one particular shot, a 22-foot shot, to be that much more valuable than everything else. I, I it's if you're if you're if you're above the break and you take a step in and you shoot 23 feet four inches away, it's a two-pointer. And it's everybody yells at you for it. Why did you step in? But all of a sudden you're on the sidelines as a 22 footer. Like, yeah, of course you're going to take that. And that gives you that extra point. The value of that and getting those guys that can, that can do that is so high that I just feel like the league is trending towards throwing so much of the other stuff away that they're just going to keep chasing that 1.5 points per play. And it's just, it's going to be, Everything is going to be so geared towards that corner three that it it is going to start the aesthetics of it is going to start changing, right? I just feel like if you make the three pointer an actual special play that not as many guys can can hit, like the initial point of the three pointer was here's a special thing, and it's a special player who can do this. That is fine for me. I like that idea. But cheapening it to a point where it's 22 feet, P.J. Tucker is 38 years old and making $11 million a year because he can defend and also he makes that shot you know, at 40%. He doesn't do anything else offensively. Does zero, zero else offensively. He just hits that one shot. But it's so powerful that it keeps P.J. Tucker in the league. It's nothing personal against PJ Tucker, but like I was going to say, I, I hate to hear, I hate to hear a man of your age being ageist. We we hate to hear. <laughs> I just want to see like a little bit more dynamic play. I want to see some more skill involved. I want to see a little bit more thinking involved. Like I want teams to be able to be creative inside that zone. Like okay, within twenty three feet nine inches, it's all worth two points. So let's figure out how can we make this work. 
and and like there's no thinking involved. There's just no thinking involved. I know it's it's kind of smacks of old man yells at cloud, but <laughs> it, but everybody does the same thing, Tom. There's no thinking. There's no. It's just put a bunch of shooters out there and drive, and either they collapse and kick, or they don't collapse and you score like like what? So that doesn't do anything for me. It's just it just boils down to this. We're we're already kind of there. It's going to get worse. NBA wins and losses are simply going to come down to who hits more three-pointers and who shoots better. Are you hot that night? Great. You win. Are you not hot that night? You lose. There's no kind of thinking and strategy to be like, we weren't hot. Like, we have to cobble together. We have to figure out a way to win. It just, I don't want it to just come down to, well, they shot better than us from three and they won and nothing else, the rebounding, the assist, the none of, none of that and other stuff. I don't, even, I don't, that I can't, I can't, I can't let the NBA get to a point where that's the only thing that matters. All right. We'll pick up the conversation about the uh, corner three pointers in just a second here. But first today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel.com is America's number one sports book. It's our favorite sports book here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And the NBA, NFL is here. NFL is back with uh, a lot of things have changed with the Aaron Rodgers injury, with, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go around the league. But now you have a lot of reasons to kind of change some of the things that you're thinking when it comes to the NFL. Right now, if you're new to, to FanDuel, you bet $5, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's nice. Plus, everybody who bets $5 gets on $100 uh, $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So now's the time to join FanDuel. The best deals are there. You bet $5, you can get $200 in bonus bets, and you can get Sunday ticket at $100 off. Not bad. You can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. You got to go there to get the deal. Kick off the NFL season in style. It's an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Just ask you to please gamble responsibly. I think that's so. That I think is an extremely fair criticism. I, I I'm not sure that eliminating the corner three would eliminate that problem, but I do think it would mitigate it significantly, right? Because of everything you said about like you know getting hot, you know like, like the, of just how much how much more valuable that shot is. Um, I, you know, I do think it mitigates that problem. Um, stylistically, but before we continue on that, cause I do think we should, I think we should continue on that. One question I do have is wouldn't eliminating, I, I haven't, I haven't written a big piece on Boston sports journal about this. So I haven't given this as much thought as you, but wouldn't eliminating the corner threes just create zones where nobody would go. Like, why would anybody go to the corners ever? If like, unless it was like a long rebound, if those shots were eliminated because, because that, because then you're standing in the corner, just like everybody be like, please pass him the ball. He's taking the least efficient shot in basketball. If he's shooting from the deep corner, right? Well, right. You don't, you don't stand in the corner. You just, you have to figure out something else. That's kind of the point, but the, I feel like the it point might is get... you don't have somebody just standing in the corner. Sure. But wouldn't that get crowded though? Because like, like there, there'd just be no reason at all to be there <laughs> we've like, had decades of nba basketball where it's crowded and teams have figured out how to score yeah teams sure. have scored a lot of points 
in the past. In fact, they've changed the rules so they can get the scoring back up to what it used to be prior to a lot of the three-point heavy offense. Like, the offense used to be fine. The 86 Celtics scored plenty of points, well, and they didn't, they didn't rely on the corner three-pointer for spacing. Now, it's different. Times change, um, and I'm certainly not one to stand in the way of progress. Like, I, I'm not, I don't even care about 53-pointers. Like, the current system is, that, you know, is what it is, and I'm going to, over the course of this season, berate players who don't drive and kick or if if someone takes a contested layup with an open guy in the corner i'm going to berate that guy for not kicking it to the corner because right now that's what you are supposed to do right if it's right if you are contested at the rim you got to make the rim read we talk about rim reads all last season it was like one of the buzzwords the buzz phrases of last season rim read rim read rim read got to make those rim reads and okay am i am i being contested no, you do have to get better at that. But but the point is, if you take away that corner three-pointer and just say, Jalen Brown, you're, you're a good corner three-point shooter. You're one of our best players. But because you're one of our best players, we're just going to stick you in the corner and, sorry, you're not part of the offense. What, what do you need to do now? Well, you know what's going to have to happen, Tom? Back, back screens, cuts, a lot more off-ball movement a lot more creativity so guys can you know get free and get shots the mid-range jumper is going to be a little bit more valuable jump shots are still going to be valuable but open shots are going to be valuable because now you're going to have to hit open shots wherever they present themselves interior passing is not a thing that we've seen in years i've not seen a good big to big pass since kevin garnett Right, like those those things. Now I know I'm a I'm a former big guy. I I'm an advocate of post play, and this would definitely you watch, bring back. You some- watch Rob Williams. Rob is a pretty decent big to big passer when he needs to be. I I, I know you were doing hyperbole. Like I've seen Rob make a few pretty decent big to big passes. Right, but it's not it's not kind not of, the it's, same. It's not the same. Not the same. It's not the same. And those are art forms. Those are part like, creating a scenario where NBA players and NBA coaches have to like get together and get creative to find spots to score. I, that excites me because those guys are going to be like, all right, we've got to figure something else out to get our, to get our easy baskets. It just, it does change the game and it just, it adds more skill. It actually adds more skill to how you score inside the three point line. Yeah. I like that. I like to see how how teams figure out the battle inside the two point line. It too many games are coming down to, oh, Jalen Brown made one mistake against James Harden and went to double in, and now boom, that cost the Celtics a playoff game last summer. And it's just it like he shouldn't have done all that stuff, but that type of play. That type of shot is it's it's becoming um I don't know what's the word I'm trying to find there. It, it's it's too important, right? It's it's out it's outweighing the importance of every other shot. Like every other shot, like there's there are important shots everywhere. But when that one shot's like, oh my God, you're you're getting that many points out of that one shot. 
it's it's just gonna I can see two three steps down and it offense is just gonna be so crazily geared towards that one shot that it just comes down to make or miss and Doc Rivers right it's a make or miss league and I don't want it to be a make or miss league anymore I want it to be a you know skill league so I, again I, I think if you start with that argument and you start with the the argument about like if you start with the the creativity and the um, making teams do more than just make more threes than the other team, that's where you get me in on this yeah. because like I think I think both those things are really important. I will say Celtics fans should be opposing this because I think what you're doing is setting Eric Spolstra up to help the Miami Heat have the most <laughs> devastating zone defense of all time uh, because there's just fewer places for people to pick them apart from three. I think Eric Spolstra would have a field day in this. Uh... Yeah, that that's true. That's true. I think the ripple effect would have to be no more zone defense. Like yeah, you eliminate yeah. you eliminate zone defenses because of because you're right. Like if if you take away that weapon, then you're you're you can't you can't just pack the paint. I think zone defenses were created because the three pointer was stretching things out so much. I think that that's kind of that was kind of like the the one of the answers. So you can you can just say, hey, man to man only. Um, yeah, and that that could fix that could fix the problem for sure. I will, but I do think that one thing that you're doing here is you're you're starting to create a a scenario like if you, if you took this like very like okay, let's say the NBA actually did this right. I mean, I think you'd be looking at the first year kind of eliminating the quarter three and kind of seeing, okay, what are the ripple effects? What do we do from here? And then, then you like all of a sudden, then you have, a, then you have to make another rule change the next year. And then who knows what might happen, what other ripple effects there might, mm -hmm. might need to be down the line. Like you could be talking about, you know, three, four, five years where you have to have like a fairly significant rule change. Like, like, Eliminating the quarter three is a huge one. Then eliminating zone defense the next year because a team played zone defense and won the championship handily. That's you know, that's well, another big change. Like you start to you start to really mess with some things. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like it still it still could absolutely change the game in a number of of really um, you know aesthetically pleasing ways. But like you know, these are big changes. <laughs> Well, this is why you do it. You like you started out in like the G League, right? You say, oh, right, okay, right, you know, you started out in the G League. You started out maybe you started in the. I don't know if the WNBA would be a great uh, way to go because that game is still already different enough where yeah. it wouldn't translate. I think the G League would be where you go. Summer League, you try it out. You start to like figure out how do teams counter that, and then you you kind of see from a, a G League season. They they always use the G League for that experimental stuff. They did for the sure. one free throw thing. They they do things like that. So you you're right. There will be unintended consequences. But if you start it out in in like the G League and summer league, and you do it over a year or two, and you start to see how teams adjust, then you can you can in the NBA start it with maybe three of those things already addressed, and then you figure sure. it out from there. I do think that the worry there, though, is that like when you started off in the G League, you're starting it off with players who, by definition, have not made the NBA yet, and mm -hmm. like there's a and those are excellent basketball players, right? But you're also starting it off with coaches who have not made the NBA yet, and those are excellent coaches, but 
they're not NBA coaches, right? So there's like, yeah. like the adjustments that they make, like, you know, another coach might find a way to exploit it, but you know, you can address those things down the line, I suppose. But I do think that there is like something where it's like, okay, you can, you can try it in the G league and get like a feel for it. But I, and you know, just to keep using him as an example until Eric Spolstra gets, you know, gets his hands on, on, on like his own film and starts running it. Like, I think you, you know, yeah, maybe, we'll, uh, maybe you just take Spo and you say, here's $500,000. Take a sabbatical. Take, take, <laughs> right. Like this summer we're paying you $500,000. Uh, run this through your brain yeah, and yeah, just yeah. run it like a simulation and, and, and then figure out all the ways that you can like, and he'd just be like, okay, then you do this. Well, well, wait a minute. Then, then, I, then I would do this. And like, okay, okay, okay. Write it all down. Like, okay, great. 10 rules changes all based on SPO. Here we go. Um, no, it's true though. It's true. And, and, and look, not, not everybody's going to agree with me, but I, I do see the problem. The problem, generally speaking, is that I see fans saying um, the league is just too too much. You go to a game and you're just seeing 25-foot shots. All You're just seeing 20. It's just nothing but three, 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 three. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's good. If they go in, everybody goes nuts. If they don't go in, then you're opening yourself up because the three is just generally streaky anyway. Yeah. You're opening yourself up to the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat, where one team went completely berserk from three and one team went completely cold from three. And it's like, wow, this is. Hey, man. That's parody. That's parody, baby. We got, we finally got it. <laughs> um, no, I think, no, but I think you're right. And I think about like the fans and I think the other side of that, right. You get the casual fan who goes to the game and, you know, has a couple beers and starts complaining about like, everybody's just shooting too many threes. And then you got like the smart analytical fan who's, who's watching all the time and says, it's just whoever makes more threes. And it's like, both fans are right. <laughs> like, yeah. so that is a problem. Like I do, I, that is, that I is something that, that needs to be thought about. And it's not, it's not going away. Yeah. And I just don't want the league to come down to, oh, well, one team shot 39% from three and the other team shot 34%. Right. That's it. That's you don't it. want that's- this to be, you don't want this to be tic-tac-toe. Like you do not want this to be a solved game, right? right? Like that's what's happening. That's one of the things that's, that's happened in baseball. That's made baseball harder to watch for a lot of people. It's like, it's kind of a solved game. It's like, yeah, everybody's swinging for the fences because analytically that's the smart thing to do, but it also leads to a lot of strikeouts. So, yeah. you know, and you yeah. don't want that. You just don't want that to become the case. Yeah. And for so sure. to me, make the three pointer a special shot and, and just let Steph Curry do his thing. Let those guys do their thing. You know, there are certain like, just twenty-two footers. It's it's just the weight. It, it the weight is too. It's too weighted. It's so. I want to change it before it becomes like before the the league crests and goes down. So well, I mean, the easiest like the the the, the answer that that the league would never do, but it's kind of like the answer, right? Would just be to move that court out just a little bit. I mean, uh, I would take, love to take away the court, widen the court sure. a little bit. You know. Man, oh, man. Now there's there's still quarter threes, but now they're twenty. You know, now they're, they're not taking feet. those seats away. So that's they're not never coming. taking those seats away. No. All right, Tom. Appreciate you, man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. And I appreciate all you guys tuning in, listening. Again, next week it's daily, Monday through Friday. This week I'll be here on Friday, 
Monday through Friday next week. So subscribe. Let me know what you think in the comment section. Should they eliminate the corner three? What repercussions are there? You let me know. Agree, disagree in the comment section on the YouTube page. And if you are a regular listener and every day, I would love, love, love if you shared the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.